Welcome to Corks and Cowtown, where everything is poppin'. Grab your drinks, the show is about to begin. Well, howdy y'all and welcome back to Corks and Cowtown. I have an exciting guest today that not only happened to be my neighbor back in the day, but is now just a world traveler and doing the most. And he's going to teach us some things, especially um, about maybe your finances in a certain way that we all need. Because guess what? I know nothing about crypto and I know half of y'all don't either and you're all bullshitting. And so it's time to learn. And let me introduce my guest, which is... Derek Muni. I'm the executive vice president of CoinSource, uh, based right here in Fort Worth, Texas. I'm also... Uh, a consultant for blockchain, Web3, and all crypto technologies. Oh, well, thank you for coming. I'm glad we finally got to do this. I know. Yeah, I know that we kind of, like, you mentioned something, and you were like, when can I come on? And I was like, we'll do it in the new year. Because I feel like the new year is like a new start for people, and they're getting, like, their finances organized, and they're starting to budget or save or invest or whatever. So I feel like this is perfection. Oh, it is. Yeah. And so you're right. it's perfect. But no, I was like, first of all, the whole thing is I haven't seen you in forever um, because we were neighbors. We lived like, what, three doors down from each other? Yeah, Back home, yeah, like maybe four doors. Like West 7th, whenever, like, I think Whiskey Garden had just opened. Yeah, it was right around that time. I want to say it was like 2016, Yeah, 17? I was like, I think it was like 15, 16, yeah. maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I was like, so we were neighbors and I just remember we would constantly run into each other in the hall and then we both had dogs. And so we were always like taking our dogs out, whatever. And then I just loved your dog's name, Moo. And so, yeah, I was like, Moo. And then, um, yeah, I was like, we just always ended up running into each other or we'd run into each other at a bar on 7th. But then I think we also went to the same church for a while, right? Can yeah. you go to Gateway? Yeah, Gateway. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, Gateway. Um, but yeah, I was like, and then I've just, we followed each other and I've seen all the stuff you're doing. And I know that you're the one that gave me all my recs for Chicago oh, also. Yeah. Um, so I appreciate that, even though I'm not going to lie. I know you're really excited about Portillo's. I can't get into the hot dog there. Well, the you chili know, so, dog. so they have other things there. I, but see, that's the thing is everyone was like, you have to get a chili dog there. No, no, no. no. Whoever, had, whoever told you a chili I mean, don't get me wrong. Their chili dogs are great, but the Chicago traditional dog, there's no chili on it. Okay. There's no ketchup on it either. You'll see, be I don't, probably but See, I don't do ketchup, out. mayo, or mustard. Okay. So, so what's going to go say, online? Hold, you can say hold the mustard. If So this should be a testament to my my memorization of of. The classic I Chicago know you're, hot dog. Like you love Portillo's. So it's Vienna. It's a Vienna beef dog on a steamed poppy seed bun. It's got a pickle spear. It's got tomato slices. It also has relish. It has celery, salt, mustard, and I want to say onions. And I think that's. I think I've covered everything. So there is no chili, no ketchup. Um, that's the traditional dog. Oh, you know, they have uh, sweet peppers as well. Oh my gosh. That's a lot. So yeah, it's a, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's an iconic hot dog. Well, so you were just there for the soft opening, weren't you? I was. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, so is that, what did you get when you were there? So what's your like go-to order? So um, people know what to get when they go. You know, it was a painful drive home. I'll admit, but, uh, (laughs) I, I had, 
Uh, I had a Chicago dog. I had an Italian beef sandwich. So if you don't want to try a hot dog, that's also what they're they're uh, most certainly known for, okay. especially up in in Chicago in the Midwest. Is you know this thinly sliced uh, uh, Italian beef uh, on a uh, on a special. It's not a hoagie, but it's a special kind of a bun. It's just delicious, and okay. you can get it with sweet peppers, hot peppers. You can add cheese to it, but no one really adds the cheese to it. It's not like a Philly cheesesteak. It's a lot thinner slice, like razor thin meat. And it just, I mean, it just melts in your mouth. It's delicious. I love seeing how excited you get talking about this. Oh, you know, I, I, <laughs> I've joked for years. Everyone, uh, every, most people have heard me say, like, if I, God forbid, if I were ever on death row uh-huh. and they say, like, what's your last, last meal request? Meal? I would say Portillo's. That's so funny. So, you know, it, it is what it is. But uh, it was close. You know, if you closed your eyes um, uh, in in the in Grandscape where they have the first Portillo's here in Texas, uh, the, the taste was like you were in Chicago. So mm-hmm. good good for them. Kudos to them. Little, you know, I'm not an ambassador for Portillo's, but, uh, you know, <laughs> so they wanna, good little memes, yeah, if, though. If, if they want to, if they want to give us a little, you know, free hot dog for talking about them on this you know, on the show, hey, let's do it. There's nothing wrong with a free hot dog. Exactly. I, I was like, I mean, you really can't be mad about a free hot dog. No. I feel like whenever you go vote, you should get a hot dog I instead of that. a sticker. I mean, nothing like, screams more American exactly, than that. Right? It's like, like that's your patriotic duty. It's right like there. that, or like I need some like chicken nuggies. Exactly. Like something. Yeah. I don't it's want like a sticker. America. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, okay. So, anyways, back to what we're here for. Like, what's important? Well, first of all, let's cheers. 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 Thank you for coming. Thanks for having me. Um, I know literally nothing about crypto, besides one documentary I've watched. Well, you're not alone. Um, uh, you know, part of my role at CoinSource over the past seven years uh, was to be not just a brand ambassador and help build our company up. Um, I was a third employee hired, so a founding member, I'm a stakeholder in the company. Uh, I've worn a lot of hats. And, you know, we're in 46 states now. We've got thousands and thousands of locations. Uh, uh, specifically for the audience, um, CoinSource is a Bitcoin ATM operator and also uh, a software developer. We've got our own proprietary software. Uh, and what is, I'm sure, very few people know, but it's very important to also know about this industry, is the compliance side of it. Okay. You know, you're, you're seeing every day on Bloomberg, you know, SEC commissioner wanting to talk about regulating just because of this FTX collapse and, and the yes. scandal that's involved. Well, all of that is based on compliance. So there's a lot of great technology behind blockchain, of course. But to the novices and then to the people that are, you know, uh, let's just be honest. There's a lot of people that want to make a quick buck. There's a lot of people that might not know what they should know before they're investing their, yeah. their hard-earned fiat. Well, because there's and, an app for everything now, yeah. and it says it'll walk you through it, but is it really? Yeah, and, you know, uh, we'll never run out of examples of bad people taking advantage of good yeah. things. And so, you know, with that, uh, uh, part of, of what I've always advocated and helped educate, um, as you said, I travel uh, I travel the world. Um uh, keynote speaker and a lot of uh, a lot of traditional ATM, traditional finance um, uh, advisory panels, and 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 blockchain events and 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 organizations. Uh, it's it's that it's the education that's really important mm-hmm. because you know let let's it, it's a new technology, it's a new form of currency, and you know there's a lot of there's a lot of things to, that you can point your fingers to that would scare people away, you know, that like, again, this most recent, the FTX scandal that would say, you know, well, this is why I don't believe in this is why I'm never going to, I'm never going to invest in Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. Well, you shouldn't let 
some bad apples like that. Well, that's you know. in every single industry. Yeah. So and, yeah. And look at the S and P right now and, you know, the traditional market and, and, you know, we are regardless of whatever anybody wants to define what a recession is at the moment. Um, we are in a recession. Mm-hmm. 2022 is a very bad year, anything financially related. Um, but the momentum and the, and the tech behind what, you know, blockchain and web three has done is really just, I mean, there's, there's endless possibilities with what can be done uh, from, uh, I've got a great example with, with produce tracking with, 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 um, you know, bacteria outbreaks and how grocers and farmers can track on blockchain, you know, what hands and what farms have touched produce. So instead, instead of grocers that have to pull say, for example, you know, spinach across all of their 60, 70, yeah. 100 locations, they know, okay, this is the batch that was uh, exposed, yeah, and we can pull this. And the study behind this produce example, um, prior to blockchain technology, it would have taken 7 to 14 days to, oh, wow. to, to trace back the hands, the farms, the source of said outbreak. Yeah. Um, okay, with, real quick, though. Yeah. So... Can we do a couple like key terms and what they mean Sure, yeah. for people listening like me? Like literally whenever you agreed to do this, the first thing I did is I Googled Bitcoin for dummies. I and think I they've literally, got a book for that too. Th- no, that's literally what I did. And I like read like the summary of everything. And so that's what I've been going sure, off yeah. of. And you know what? So, Good point. Because yeah. sometimes I need to take a step back, uh, you know, been in it for, ob- like, for a while. So I'll, 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 I'll step back and, and yeah, great So point. as far as like, so... So Bitcoin is a decentralized. Bitcoin is, yes. It's a decentralized currency. Um, so uh, it's not backed by any banks correct, or anything. Correct, and yes. that and that was the allure of it when it first started. Um, so no one's like borrowing your money when you're not using it, basically. Yeah, no, no governments, yeah. no central banks. Um, there's no entity that that controls it. It's it's uh, to to sim- simply put it through complex mathematical algorithms there's a finite amount 21 million bitcoin that will ever be mined um, the majority of it has and been mined and what is mined mining is a, a computer process that on let, let's just call it, you know the blockchain for simple terms is the network right yes. so blockchain is an open ledger that follows so it's almost like a receipt it is yeah, yeah. but it's a receipt for everybody it's mm-hmm. a it's a community cuz it's public it's it's a global community receipt but it's can, public, right? Oh yeah, hundred okay, yeah, percent. Yeah. So you can, so anybody can can go and they can trace from the very first transaction ever um, uh, from blockchain, uh, from Bitcoin to today, and 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 follow where the where every transaction has gone. Okay. And what's neat about that is that um, I know a lot of early adopters, and I know a lot of Bitcoin extremists that are in it for the anonymity. Yes, because that's like the whole issue people have with it yeah. a lot is that it's kind of like a private, I guess you don't like, because what's your like, do you just have like an ID So or uh, is it done by name? So it's not done by name. It's done, uh, you know, you've got a unique Bitcoin wallet address. You have, okay. you have uh, a public key and a private key. So the public key, I forgot what congressional hearing it was uh, a handful of years ago, but there was this uh, gentleman that that stood up in the audience and held up a QR code and said, I accept Bitcoin. <laughs> and the QR code, yeah. you know, uh, also you could, for all the negatives that COVID has produced throughout the world um, and, and very few positives, one of the positives, especially in, in, in my industry, in my world, is that everyone knows what a QR code is now. Yes, before that's COVID so true. And before, you know, touchless menus mm-hmm. at restaurants and th- stuff like that, not many people knew what a QR code yeah. was. 
So I can at least talk about QR codes. I haven't explained that. <laughs> and because uh, this, you know, it's it's a it, the rabbit hole is deep with with Bitcoin and with blockchain. There's yeah. there's so much, and that's another uh, kind of deterrent for a lot of people wanting to to you know jump into it. Well, because I know the story, like the documentary I watched, I can't remember what it was, but it was basically talking about how because people are able to kind of do things like hidden and they can not exactly say what they're buying, but they can give it like a name. Mm -hmm. Like they could say like, hey, I'm buying a lawnmower and also be buying drugs. Yeah. And so, so was who it, was, was there, it Silk Road? I think maybe that's what it was. So yeah, but Silk it was Road talking was... about how Bitcoin can be used, like, or at least it was caught being used for like drugs, trafficking and other things. It was. Yeah. And well, I mean, but in all fairness, you know, drugs, human trafficking, et cetera. Oh, yeah, with I normal mean, that, money that's, too. You know, yeah. that, that's that's been around since day one, uh, along with cash. Mm -hmm. So exactly. You know, to be able to differentiate that, sure. But yeah, the Silk Road documentary, I believe, it was on A and E. Uh, it was actually a really great documentary. Um, uh, Dread Pirate. What was the guy's call sign? Yeah, um, I was like, I can't. It's been a while uh, since I watched it, ha, yeah, it but it I just remember that that was my first introduction to like. Bitcoin. And, and you know what? And that's, that's been the hurdle, uh, especially in our early days, as far as, you know, promoting legitimacy, you know, we're the most hands down, the most compliant centric operator in, in our business. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, we ID verify from day one dollar one, but, but yeah, from that documentary, the reason Bitcoin in general, cause now there's, there, so there's Bitcoin and then there's crypto and I want to, you know, oh, I want to okay. specify yeah. that. So Bitcoin is, Bitcoin is Bitcoin. Yeah, I guess the best way I could dumb it down, you know, uh, for for anybody that has never even heard of it, perhaps to understand it is like Bitcoin is like the iPhone. You know, you can't. It's not developer friendly. It's it's closed loop, right? So okay. it's like it's like if you want to download an app, you have to go to the app store. Everything is Apple based. Yes. Like it's safe. Yes. It can't be hacked. And then crypto, specifically on Ethereum and the ERC twenty tokens, is what Ethereum is another another cryptocurrency. Um, is like the Android, right? Like it's very developer friendly. Okay. You can make your altcoins. That's where you saw Elon Musk on Saturday Night Live talking about Dogecoin oh, and things okay, like okay, that. Okay, okay, got you know? to and, the moon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. And so there's there's that. And um, I've been very bullish on Bitcoin. It's a great store of value. I love the fact that there's only a finite amount of it, you know, 21 million that'll ever be in existence, mm -hmm. period. And so just like actual tangible gold on the earth, there's only a finite amount of it. So that's where a lot of inherent value comes from. Okay. Um, sure, it's all still based on supply and demand, but when you have a, a fixed supply of it and the demand keeps growing, especially yeah. with the devaluation of currencies around the world, not just USD, um, you know, central banks controlling it. I mean, like, look at the Fed, you know, that every time they print money, yeah. the, the value of the dollar decreases. Mm-hmm. So when there's a currency that can be accepted globally without the need of a central bank or a government to, to be the intermediary that doesn't, uh, you know, get multiplied, like, like printing extra cash, right? Um, its value is very, even in a, in a, in a volatile environment, its value is very stable, if that okay. makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, so Bitcoin, again, just kind of for, for everyone listening, um, it's a digital currency um, that that can be used for a store of value. It can be used for um, purchasing goods, um, you know, online. There's hundreds of thousands of merchants and retailers around the world that accept yeah. it now. Uh, universities are accepting it for tuition these days. Are you serious? Um, I didn't know that. Starbucks, Target, 
Um, they're accepting it. I think I think Target and Starbucks are at the gift cards. Too. I think you can buy gift cards right now with it. I don't think you can go and, and you know buy a cup of coffee with it. But I wouldn't use Bitcoin to buy a cup of coffee because I've gotten that kind of feedback as well when I've been speaking uh, about this around the country is that, you know, well, I can't, I can't buy, you know, a pair of Nike shoes with it. Well, would you whip out a gold brick and, yeah. buy, and buy a pair of Nike shoes mm-hmm. with, with, with a brick of gold? No, yeah. no, you wouldn't. Of course not. So, um, and needless to say, this has been, especially with what we do, you know, people at Bitcoin ATMs being able to buy Bitcoin with cash and converting cash to crypto. Okay. Uh, so that was the thing I wanted to say too, is like, whenever you're saying like coin source, it's, you have ATMs. Yeah. Explain that to people. Cause it's basically like the opposite yeah. is you're putting cash in and getting like crypto. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, um, and, and, and it, the business model is, is, is terrific if I can say so. Um, just because it helps out really everyone, you know, where do we place our, our ATMs at? We want to place them in places that have got high foot traffic, you know, cash in hand, uh, customers and, you know, uh, great hours. So gas stations, convenience stores, mm-hmm. grocery stores, um, why would store owners want to sacrifice, you know, a two foot by two foot space inside of their store to place one of my Bitcoin ATMs? Well, it's because, you know, pay at the pump technology at gas stations, for example, yeah. destroyed in-store foot traffic. Mm-hmm. So I'm bringing customers with cash in hand back into the store so where they can buy, you know, a lot of tickets, a Gatorade, a bag of Doritos, what have you. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's the store owner's opportunity to make additional sales with their goods and services they provide inside their store, in addition to what we pay them monthly, of course, uh, to have our kiosk in the store. So similar to a traditional ATM as far as that goes from the store owner, but what it is as far as a Kia, a unit itself is, yeah, regular ATM, you put your debit card in, mm-hmm. you enter your, your PIN, it dials up to, you know, the, uh, a cell tower, connects to your bank, and you withdraw your cash. With a Bitcoin ATM, you insert cash you scan your, you know, we're wallet agnostic, Bitcoin wallet agnostic. And what that means is that you can use any Bitcoin wallet you'd like. Like you don't have to use a coin source wallet, for okay. example. So any Bitcoin wallet well, that's it, nice. you know, is, is great. Yeah. Is we, there a fee? Uh, for uh, Yes. <laughs> I was like, just like a normal ATM yeah, is so, when you're not using like theirs. Of course. Yeah. So, you know, we are, we are a for-profit yeah. <laughs> company. Um, uh, I, I wish we could have done this charitably, but uh, no, it, it's, you know, there is a convenience fee mm-hmm. to be able to do this. And, um, we do have the lowest fees in the industry. That's uh, good. And, and, and we've never once artificially inflated the price of Bitcoin. And that's something really important that no one talks about. Is that something a lot of other businesses do? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So how do they do that without it being known? Well, because it's, it's a, it, it is, and there's pros to this, but there's also, you know, with all due respect, greedy business cons to it as well. Absolutely. With some operators yeah. that since it's a deregulated currency, the government can't step in and say, hey, you're selling something that's not worth what you're selling it for. Oh, so like basically whenever people were talking about gas being inflated. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And that's, you know, it's a perfect example too, because, you know, across the street, you know, a gas station could be selling gas for, you know, three bucks and then, and then a hundred feet down the road, it could be $2 and 90 cents. They didn't buy the gas at a different price. Yeah. They're just selling it for a different price. Mm Mm-hmm. Hoping that customers would be, you know, maybe it's a convenience factor. Maybe one is really difficult to get to. It's on the opposite side of the road and you don't want to do that. So you're willing to pay 10 cents extra. I mean, I do that all the time. So understandable. It is what it is. Yeah, we all do. We're all guilty of that. Um, But no, what what I've seen in the Bitcoin ATM realm, especially, and you'll see it with exchanges as well online, is that, you know, some operators will say, you know, they've got lower fees than CoinSource. 
Um, and then when you look at the lifetime price of Bitcoin, there might be a $10,000 price difference. That is insane. It is. It's, it's, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it, it should, it's criminal. And, um, and, and, you know, we believed in transparency, uh, my personal life, my, my professional life, I, I pride myself in my transparency. Um, and so, you know, the home that, that I've made with CoinSource and under the, the mentorship and friendship with, uh, with Sheffield, uh, Clark, our CEO, um, you know, he's just an amazing entrepreneur and we've, we've vibed from, you know, before even CoinSource was CoinSource. Uh, we, 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 I mean, hit, we hit staying it with a company for seven years is impressive. Yeah. So, and it's, and it's been, you know, it's been a journey. Uh, you know, I was number three. I mean, we're, we, we've gotten up to, you know, 60 plus employees and, and, uh, in 2020 Fort Worth Inc., uh, you know, shout out to Fort Worth, uh, Fort Worth Inc. Um, dubbed us as the fastest growing company in 2020. Oh, wow. Over pharma, over mm-hmm. oil and gas, which everyone knows Fort Worth to be, you know, known for, right? And Arrow. Um, and it was, it's just been one heck of a ride. You know, I'm, I'm on, uh, I've participated with uh, Mayor Parker's advisory board. Uh, uh, you know, Fort Worth is experimenting now with Bitcoin mining and I'm no product knowledge expert with mining. I will say that I, I, I participated just because of my knowledge generally overall mm-hmm. about the technology and the industry. Um, but even that, you know, Fort Worth is such a unique city that is embracing new things and new yeah. technology. And uh, do you think Fort Worth is ready to be embracing this or is it something that like we should be on the cusp of? That's a great question. Because uh, honestly, like I have my own personal feelings about Fort Worth and like I feel like at a certain point we're gro- we've been growing too fast and that's why we have a lot of other problems. Mm-hmm. But as far as like something like in that realm that especially it's not taking up necessarily like space or something. But is there enough education in Fort Worth about, say, crypto in general that we should be doing it? Well, there's there's certainly enough commerce. Okay. And 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 there's there are uh, and yeah, Fort Worth has been growing at a rapid pace. Um, but it does have the infrastructure for it. And mm-hmm. and, and um, you know, what is what is Fort Worth's, you know, what's the future of Fort Worth's identity uh from a commerce standpoint? You know, I mean, it, Dallas has is kind of been dubbed, you know, the uh, they they, they want to be a tech hub, right? Austin is definitely for the state of Texas, mm-hmm. the tech hub, right? It's it's East Los Angeles, it's East California, yeah. Um, and and you've got you know such major players, you know Tesla, obviously, and and and, and uh, uh, you know, Dell, um, that are are have always well Dell, uh, but have called Austin Texas home. So what's Fort Worth's financial identity? Because it can't be, you know, I mean, yes, it's, it will, there will always have, and it's great, uh, you know, oil and gas, and, mm-hmm. we'll ha- and we'll have pharma and aero. But there's such an opportunity to really define, I mean, like what, what the mayor of uh, Miami has done and how now Miami is, is kind of synonymous as like the Bitcoin city in the country. Yeah. There's an opportunity, and that's why I loved what Mayor Parker did uh, with, with, kind of putting Fort Worth on the map as far as that goes and helping to educate the masses because that's why you know, I really wanted to come on your show is to help with that education. You know, I, I've, um, I was really disappointed whenever the city of Fort Worth and you and I were talking about yeah. this, the city of Fort Worth posted about um, their kind of experiential mining yeah. uh, campaign um, that they were able to use and, and, and they actually were profitable. They made money. 
um, through kind of a partnership with uh, uh, a great friend of mine, Lee Bradsher, and his organization called the Texas Blockchain Council. Um, uh, Fort Worth successfully, as a city, was able to mine Bitcoin and turn a profit mm -hmm. right here. And, 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 and that is, I mean, that's amazing. Again, I'm no, I'm no expert. Harvard business review says that to be an expert on a, on something, you have to have 4,000 hours. Oh, geez. So my tenure at CoinSource is double that more than double that. Mm -hmm. So I will say that, that as far as Bitcoin and blockchain technology, I, I, you know, humbly am a product knowledge expert. Yeah. Uh, mining, that's never something that we did. So I'm never going to try and tout myself as an expert on it. However, if that's, if that's the conduit, if that's the, the foot in the door for Fort Worth to embrace a new technology and, and, and have such a great opportunity to uh, potentially you know, be identified as a, as a newfound tech city, imagine the additional commerce that could come from that, the additional allure of, mm -hmm. of such a great city. I mean, you, you know, I both can talk endlessly about how great the city is. Oh, yeah. I love the people. I love the culture. I love the vibe. Um, it's it's just a. Uh, I've got one tattoo on my body, and it's and it's a, it, it's a, it's a Fort Worth, Texas. I might have had yes. a few, I might have had a few mimosas on a Sunday fun day whenever I decided to get that. But it but the tattoo I decided to get very pro is Sunday fun day mimosas. Yes, is, yes. is in Fort Worth, Texas. So hey. um, you know, my son was born in the city. Uh, you know, I I um, uh, to to have joined and partnered with Sheffield and uh, with CoinSource, you know, in Fort Worth. Uh, this will always be a very yeah. special uh, city for me well, for the rest of my life. Here's the thing is that like, I know that we were talking about, you said that, you know, that information was shared and then people obviously in the comments, because people love to be keyboard warriors yes. and, you know, spill the, like they've read one article and they know everything. And so you see then comments and like it becomes frustrating, especially someone like you, because you actually understand what's going on. But do you think that the biggest thing with it is just people, it's a lack of knowledge or it's that they're scared of change? Uh, that's a great question. I would, I would, there's, there's no right answer. Mm -hmm. Um, cause I don't, I don't hold the, the eight ball. Um, but I would probably guess that it's a little bit of both. I would lean more towards uh, uh, lack of knowledge and lack of understanding. Yeah. You know, a lot of the comments were, you know, what a waste of city taxpayer dollars. And you I know, mean, I feel like we spend taxes on a lot of dumb shit, though, probably. I secretly like, I, I mean, I, I, have, I don't know what we're spending everything on, but I'm sure there's some dumb shit that's actually out there. Oh, I wouldn't disagree. Versus like actual technology. Yeah. And you know what? I mean, this, it was a very tiny, I mean, even the mining uh, machine itself, which is, uh, you know, uh, layman's terms, it's just a, 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 a kind of a powerful computer, if you will. Yeah. Um, was donated to the city of Fort Worth. So there, oh, really? there, so there was no who out, was, of, out of pocket Do cost. you know who donated it? Yeah. It was from Lee Bratcher and oh, the, okay. and the Tex okay. Texas Blockchain uh, Council. Um, uh, great organization. Uh, he's a, he's a veteran, um, uh, and he is just, um, uh, he's, he's just done amazing things. His organization has grown exponentially. I was with him in Austin last year. I mean, he had Senator Cruz there. He had, um, Senator, uh, Cynthia Loomis there as well. Who's a big Bitcoin advocate as well, uh, which is great. I love seeing that in Congress. I love seeing that in big government yeah. that, that people are starting to embrace that and, uh, you know, not turn a, um, that, that res with all due respect to Fort Worth citizens and the, those that commented on that Fort Worth post, you know, the, the naivete of 
I don't know what I'm talking about, but I'm just going to be an armchair quarterback and say oh, yeah. that, that, that this is a bad idea. Just because, you know, the prophets uh, were respectful for one single mining unit for the city. They weren't, you know, you're not going to build a new high rise from the prophets, but it still was a profit that cost the city nothing. And the city has such strategic partnerships and relationships that, that you know, mining costs uh, money from energy, the energy it costs to, to run that computer to mine okay. Bitcoin. And mining Bitcoin is pretty much just confirming the transactions on the blockchain. So you need computers. Oh, so if okay. I want to send you Bitcoin, right? If I want to send you $100 in Bitcoin right mm-hmm. now, I'm going to need to know your Bitcoin wallet address. I can scan, you know, a QR code of yours. I'm going to send that to you right now. And then there's going to be uh, on the blockchain, that transaction is going to need to be. What's a transaction like look like? Does it say like, this is from, you know, like my address or like your address to mine. And does it have like a note? Is it like Venmo where it it says like, this is what it's for? Well, see, so Venmo, uh, you know, definitely bank controlled. Um, Yeah. That would say Derek to Robin or Robin yeah. to Derek. This so it would have gonna, like an ID yeah, instead. So this is going to be an alphanumeric, you know, mm-hmm. wallet address. So there is that anonymity, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to be alphanumeric address, $100 yeah. to alphanumeric address recipient, $100. And, and so, you know, you do have, you do, there is still that anonymity for the, 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 I'll just say the OG, the, you know, comp- the, the respectful, you know, extremists out there with Bitcoin that they, you know, they don't want the government to know what they're doing with yeah. their money. Well, from a scalability standpoint, and this has been difficult to share uh, and, and to get people to receive well, is that uh, from a scalability standpoint, there's going to need to be some kind of base foundation of legitimacy. Yeah. So those bad actors don't take advantage yeah. of this great opportunity and this great technology. You know, when the internet first came out in the mid nineties, it was nothing but dark market, mm-hmm. human sex trafficking, uh, just, just, you know, Ill- you know, illegal drug, uh, uh, tra- well, transactions. This is like, this is obviously something some listeners could probably relate to, but like, did you watch the, uh, Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee show? I haven't. No. Well, so they, but that's how they like ended up selling her sex, their sex tape was like, was the, whenever the internet like came out as they were like, have you heard about the internet? Really? And so that's how they ended up oh my gosh. also distributing their sex tape. Yeah. It, you know, and that's I mean, how they made money. It was the wild, wild west back mm-hmm. then. There was no yeah. regulation, mm-hmm. but did the internet go away? No, no. Look at, look at what we've got it now. You know, uh, w- what it's become now. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty much standard for, uh, the overwhelming majority of the global population. Right. Yeah. And so that's the potential. You know, we are in the early stages with, with Bitcoin and blockchain technology. But the, the greatness and the unbelievable potential is there. Uh, and, and what it could do uh, as far as kind of opening up opportunities for, you know, one third of the world's population is unbanked or underbanked. They don't even have a bank account. Really? So how can, you know, so they're, they're very cash heavy and, and, I'm not saying just USD cash. I mean, there's there's multiple countries in Africa that that you know it's just it's we're we're trying to pioneer something there uh, with their governments and uh, to secure the fact that they can use these kiosks as a safe store of value because they travel with their entire life savings yeah every day and 
there's a lot of theft. There's a lot of, you know, just, just acts of God. You know I mean? It could be a terrible windstorm and, yeah. then, and then, you know, poof, there you go. What about like hacking? Um, I, you know, I, I've got to be honest. I think that scams are more of a risk than hacking. Okay. Now exchanges are different than what I've, I've specialized in with, with coin source and with Bitcoin ATMs. And, uh, I definitely want to touch on that. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll circle back to the hacking, but um, the safety of like what, what CoinSource and what Bitcoin ATM operators do with cash straight into crypto is that that goes straight into your wallet. Yeah. It doesn't go to an exchange. Yeah. Because exchanges have been susceptible to hacking. Or, well, so that's or, what I was saying is like, yeah. that would be my thing is like that, but then also same thing is like, there's clearly no like overdraft fees or things like that, or are there? No, there's no there's there, there's no overdraft fee. I mean, overdraft fees were invented by yeah, banks exactly. to, just to make more money. Mm-hmm. So since this isn't bank centric or bank involved, mm-hmm. um, there are no fees to it. The fee would be, uh, I would say, the 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 mining fee to transfer Bitcoin from wallet A to wallet B, right? So there is a slight fee to that. It's not free. Like yeah. for me to send you a hundred dollars, that example. Yeah. Um, there would be a tiny little fee that I'd pay for the for mining to transfer that. But that's the same thing as like Venmo or something else. Exactly. That like if you want it instantly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So and and again, there's that. It's 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 a convenience fee. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, uh, and 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 that's pretty standard. I mean, you asked me about you know, do we charge fees at CoinSource for our our service from cash to crypto. Yeah, of course we do. Well, traditionally ATMs like you touched on, mm-hmm. they do as well. Yep. The average traditional ATM transaction, regular ATM. The average traditional ATM transaction is $60. And if you don't okay. use your banks, your own bank, like I've got Bank of America for yeah. example. Um if I don't use a B of A ATM, I'm going to pay a 2 to 3, sometimes even $4 could be 10 if I'm in Vegas. I was um, about to say yeah. Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. If I could own those ATMs and get those processing <laughs> fees. Holy cow. We'd be on a yacht right now. Literally. Um, but, uh, you know, you pay that on the front end. And then there's, there's you know, your bank then gives you, a, you know, that, that nice ding at the end of the month uh, for the processing fee. So that $60 transaction that you want to withdraw, maybe it's date night and you're going to a restaurant yeah. that it's, you know, that, you know, there's valet drivers. You want to tip the valet, you want to have some cash on you. It's a quick convenience. I fee. never have cash for valet. Yeah. I always forget. It's going to be, you know, there's going to be, uh, someone that's going to make the decision that, you, you know what, I know I need the cash. So I'm going to pay that, that fee that I wouldn't pay if I was at my bank's ATM so I can have cash. Yeah. On me. So it's a convenience fee. And that's really what we are. We're a convenience fee, uh, to, to be able to buy Bitcoin with cash to eliminate the risk of having it on an exchange, which look at what happened to, you know, Tom Brady, Giselle, and, and, and tons of other celebrities that, mm-hmm. that not only endorsed and are now being sued, but had their funds on an exchange. You know, word of the Can wise. You, okay, explain what an exchange is. Oh, it's it's. Uh, I mean, it's it's equivalent to having having an intermediary. I mean, it, it defeats the entire purpose. Of what Bitcoin's, you know, the so original like having a middleman. Yeah, like, yeah. Because you have and look at what you know, Sam Bankman uh, Freed is is going to be certainly going to prison for. You know, he, he had customer funds that he was allocate allegedly. We'll say this. Yeah. He's, not, he's not found guilty yet. Yet, <laughs> but uh, that he was allegedly using to fund other businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he owes he owes Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville fifty five thousand dollars. What? Oh, yeah. not Jimmy. I know. Yeah, poor Buffett. <laughs> I was like, um, you know, extravagant hotels, uh, expensive million, m- millions of dollars in catering, millions of dollars in hotels, and where was this? You know, where were the funds coming from? 
customers that that took a chance into this technology yeah. and said, you know what, I do want to decide. I, I want to buy Bitcoin. So I they buy were crypto. going through him to purchase. And they they thought that as soon as they bought crypto on an exchange and left it on exchange, that it was theirs. So almost like the stock market yeah. is like they were, it would be like their broker. Yeah. And if you think that you're, you know, if you think you buy a stock on Robinhood and, you know, say, let's just say Apple. So you buy some shares of Apple on Robinhood right now and you leave it on Robinhood. If Robinhood is, is insolvent, there's a clause in the, in their, in their terms and conditions that it can use your funds mm-hmm. in, in, in the, uh, you know, if it were to happen in bankruptcy and if they wouldn't be able to call their own note. So, well, didn't something happen with them to where that like, or what was the app that something happened to where it like shut down for a day uh, and they said that it couldn't be used. Yeah. So, so similar to crypto and, and the, you know, a lot of people, again, I'm very bullish on Bitcoin. I, I, I hear Bitcoin. I get excited. I hear the, yeah. word, I hear the word crypto and I kind of cringe. Um, and that's probably going to upset a lot of people out there that think that they're, again, the keyboard warriors and, you know, they're going to make all the money with Dogecoin and whatnot. Just, you know, FYI, the creator of Dogecoin is on record saying that he created that to make fun of the people. And he didn't use the word people. He used something a little bit more, you know, derogatory uh, derogatory than that, that would buy into something that has zero intrinsic value. Hmm. And as much as I love Elon and I do. Mm hmm. You know, him going on SNL and, and, and wanting to hype Dogecoin, I, I, I'll i never understand why he did that. Because, I mean, but to him, it doesn't matter. Well, yeah, well, he doesn't care, but, yeah. but, but, he, but he is a market maker and a market breaker with, with, with a single tweet. And this is before he bought Twitter. You know, this, this guy could say, you know, I'm a little... Well, that was where the whole to the know, moon thing yeah, happened. Yeah, I'm a little apprehensive yeah. about XYZ company. Well, next thing you know, if that XYZ company was publicly traded and, and Elon tweeted, I'm a little, hes- I'm a little you know, iffy yeah. about this, that company's going to... I mean, their shares are going to tank. So when you're at that level, you know, there is a certain level of responsibility as far as what you, what you convey and what you, what you communicate. Um, but, but no, so exchanges are, are, back to that, are... You know, you're putting your assets in a deregulated. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. You know, you uh, exchange uh, traditional um, uh, stocks, and 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 you know, you have Nasdaq, S and P, you've got NYSE. Um, uh, they are backed by FDIC. Yeah. So, should something happen, you are insured. Your investments are backed with deregulated crypto. Again, that's the cringe word for me. Mm-hmm is that there is no safety net. Yeah. And, and so whenever you have these, these young, and SBF is young, uh, zero business acumen, being you know, CEO and at the helm of multi-billion dollar companies using millions of people's hard-earned money that are trying to get into this sphere and, 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 and hopefully, you know, make a profit. You know, maybe they're, they want to diversify their financial portfolio for their retirement. Maybe they need to use it for a store of value because they are part of that one third of the global, you know, yeah. unbanked, underbanked. Um, maybe they're millennials, Gen Xers. I'm sorry, Gen Zers um, that are, you know, tired of traditional financial institutions. You know, like why do I have to pay my bank twelve dollars yeah. a month to store my own money? Literally, you know, yeah. it's a, so they so you've got so many victims that that you know who would know that because of lack of regulation, they're all of their money they put into it. Could have could disappear like it has. Mm-hmm. 
Well, so here's my thing, and I don't know if you have like the actual numbers or statistics for this, but I feel like this is something like Bitcoin, crypto, et cetera, like this whole world. I feel like it is kind of almost geared toward like a younger generation. Is there any type of knowledge you have about that, about like the age range of who is actually investing? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, uh, I will say and tout CoinSource and, and, and back to what I was uh, talking about at the beginning is about compliance. So there's some banking terms uh, and banking acronyms. Uh, KYC. What's that? Stands for know your customer. Oh, okay. Yes. A- AM- Important. AML, anti-money laundering. Important. So there, there's, there's um, we, we tout um, the, the industry leading KYC and AML protocols and, and features with CoinSource. So we will positively identify who you are. We don't share that to banks. We don't share it to yeah. the IRS. We just, we need to satisfy our own bank. Yeah. Uh, to say that you are who you say you are to use our kiosks. Once you do that, it's a one-time account creation and account enrollment. Then you're off and running and you can use any of our kiosks, thousands of kiosks across the country. And um, because of that and positively IDing everybody, I know exactly who's using our kiosks. I can tell you age demographics. I can tell you that, you know, uh, if you were to ask me three, four, five years ago, my answer would be 18 to 34-year-old males. Okay. Now, fast forward. It's such an even spread between male and female, and I would probably say that we've got three primary primary demographics of CoinSource. Um, one third of our customer base is the unbanked and underbanked. Okay. Another third is uh, the millennials and Gen Zers, uh, uh, and the fastest growing third of our customer base, believe it or not, are baby boomers. Really? And because do you think that's like people like getting their grandparents involved? They're yeah. like, you need to do this. Well, yeah. I mean, baby boomers have got, uh, right right now, they're holding on to the most cash, right? Yeah. And it is a new technology. It's foreign to them. So why would they be using Bitcoin ATMs specifically, not just exchanges? Because, I mean, I could be in my pajamas. Okay. I could be in my pajamas right now. I mean, I could buy Bitcoin uh, on this show right now live on Coinbase if I wanted to. Or I could be in pajamas at home and do it on a number of different exchanges. So why would people choose Bitcoin ATMs and cash? Why would they get out of bed? Leave their house, go to a said gas station, convenience store, grocery store, what have you, and buy Bitcoin with cash. Well, for the baby boomers aspect, it's because it's tangible. You know, try oh, and try, okay. try and tell your grandparents like, hey, you wanted, you know, you said you were willing to, you know, invest or experiment with buying this. You know, maybe you can leave the grandkids something special. Who yeah. knows? Who knows? But uh, we need your banking information. We need your social security number. Go, mm-hmm. go to an online overseas exchange that's not backed by any, any safety protocol. Yeah. Give them all of this personal information of yours and buy this digital currency that you'll never be able to see, touch, smell, hold, fold, nothing. Yeah. You know, but trust me, it's a good idea, grandma, <laughs> grandpa. Uh, that, that's, a, that's a hard sell. Yeah, you know? Mima and Papa are not going to be Exactly. Game. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's, you know, they really love you. Or they really trust you or a little bit of both that they're willing to do that because that sounds scary to me. It, I mean, it does sound scary. Yeah. But instead with the Bitcoin ATM, you know, think about it. They've, uh, baby boomers have been conditioned for decades on how to use a traditional ATM. Mm-hmm. They know that they go to a, a, an actual unit they can touch. They get a receipt. Yeah. They can talk to live customer support. Oh, that's nice. To. Yeah, we offer that. We don't outsource it. It's in-house. Um, it's, been, it's been awesome. That's something that we really touted as far as other operators go is that we actually have a live text, live chat support 
if you don't know what you're doing or you need help, we are there for you. Oh, that's awesome. You know, so we've always been very customer centric when it comes to that. Yeah. And, you know, so the, the, the kind of the carrot at the end of the stick, as far as like, well, some operators don't, you know, they don't require an ID and I don't want to give my ID. Well, let's just be honest from a, a for-profit business standpoint, I don't want your business. Yeah. If, you, if you're unwilling to provide your ID, chances are you're doing something nefarious. And that's and, very and, true. And, and, and if you're afraid of providing your ID, then you're not doing something legitimately. Yeah. And I don't want that business. Mm-hmm. I, we've turned away so much business because of that very reason. You know, we offer the, which the government's basically saying the opposite. Exactly. Yeah. You know, we 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 offer a superior service to buy Bitcoin at the cheapest possible price with cash in the world. And the only caveat is that we just need to make sure that you are who you say you are. Yeah. That's it. And we don't share that. We don't retarget that information. We don't remarket it. Whenever you're asking for that information, is it something just being entered in or is it like a photo ID or like? It is a photo are, ID. Okay. Yeah. So so it's a uh, first name, last name, phone number. Your phone number kind of acts as your account. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can go to coinsource.net and check this out. Um, and, uh, you know, you, we, you take a selfie and that selfie is kind of cross-referenced to everyone your, loves a selfie. So right? yeah. So no one should be foreign yeah, like, to no taking one, a yeah, selfie. I was like, I think literally grandparents take selfies now too. So yeah. that works, you know, and, 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 uh, that probably could be a reason why we've had such a fast growing, uh, uh, female demographic in the past oh. few years. And I just mail because every female has got yes. some selfies on their phone. <laughs> every single one of them. Don't act like you don't. I mean, I'm not um, denying anything. So, so, uh, I mean, Hey, I might be guilty myself. Who knows? But, um, uh, you know, that, that makes it, uh, that makes it appealing. But again, back to the baby boomers and, and the, and the Bitcoin ATMs, it's a three-step process, mm-hmm. you know, once they're in front of the kiosk. And it's, again, it, it feels more real than just entering in your, your very personal, fragile information yeah. online. And then what if, what if your same grandparent example, what if they did that with FTX and they lost everything? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You know, I mean, then it's going to fall back on you for recommending that. Mm-hmm. And, and who, and, and yes, they're the victim financially. Sure. But, but from a reputational standpoint, Bitcoin and crypto is also the unfair victim in this yeah. as well. So that's what they been, weren't doing anything wrong. Yeah. That's what's been getting yeah. a bad rap. So I'm hoping that the SEC, you know, cause they're touting, um, regulating the industry. Yeah. What, what scares me as an industry expert uh, uh, proven and established is that, you know, who are they going to source to, to, yes. to, to, to formulate this regulation? Honestly, you know, I mean, if they don't outsource it to people that have had those, you know, me, for example, right. I mean, I don't want to do it, but uh, <laughs> you know, 8,000 plus hours of experience in this, you know, you can't just wave a wand and say, you know, from the sec and say, Hey, we know nothing about this. Do you remember the uh, congressional hearings with uh, the uh, big like social media, like Zuckerberg and yeah. Google? Um, I want to say it was, uh, uh, and I don't want to knock him, so I'm not going to say the I'm not going to say the specific congressman, but I do actually remember who it was. But he was asking the look on Zuckerberg's face, whether you're a fan of him or not. I'm, you know, I'm kind of not, but whatever. Um, uh, the look on Zuckerberg's face when he was asked questions by Congress and their their role in what there was about to, like Facebook. Yeah, he was like, so if my granddaughter, Mister Zuckerberg, messages me on WhatsApp, yeah. I can intercept that message on my Facebook messenger. Right. And then you should have seen just like the deer in headlights from Zuckerberg, like Congressman. 
Um, no. <laughs> yeah. That's not how that works. But here, I mean, this would go into a whole other thing, so we're not going to go into it. But that's the thing is a lot of people that are elected into certain roles truly don't even understand what they're doing. And so I get that standpoint is that it's like, okay, well, who would even do it? Because it also, in a sense, still hasn't been around that long. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, And so that would be my whole issue with it. But one of the questions I have also, and this is very random, but let's say talking about me, Ma and Papa, you know, like say they have invested in some form of this technology mm-hmm. and they pass. Whenever like, you know, you have a bank account, you have like a beneficiary. Yeah. Is there anything like that with this or is it something that literally you would have to like, how would someone access that? That is actually um, uh, a major topic of conversation right now with uh, exchanges and, and of the entities uh, from the regulatory side that, that want to impose regulation. That's been a question of theirs because right now, with it being such a new technology, there haven't been any kind of standard protocols with that. Yeah. Because, um, like, so I would think a lot of people would be like, oh, well, they're going to leave me, you know, like, because I can just see, like, in the future, they're going to be like, oh, well, they left me, you know, like, whatever Bitcoin. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, how do you get that if it's all done through what blockchain? So there's a lot of uh, wallet um, uh, apps uh, and developers out there that are updating their, you know, their their TNC, their terms and conditions, uh, to have kind of a a backend protocol um, that that should you pass, okay. th- that there's there's an access to the key. Um, like I keep my Bitcoin and, and crypto on, um, it's called a cold storage wallet. So it's not on an exchange; it's an actual hardware device. Oh, um, and that's it's. I mean, it's pretty cool. I got it. It was a gifted to me by uh, the developer of them. Um, uh, they're based out of China. While we were at uh, what we were at the CES uh, conference a couple of years ago in Vegas, and um, uh, they're called Securex S E C U the letter X, and they're they make fantastic Bitcoin and crypto wallets. Um, it's even electromagnetic magnetic pulse proof. I mean, it's it's freaking oh, awesome. Okay. And so that, when I got that, for example, and this is a, a few years ago, um, that particular wallet, they thought about that already. So I have a, and I could be wrong, uh, but I dare anybody to try and hack it. Um, I want to say it's like a 26 word, not letter, word, password. Oh. That That can access that wallet should I pass. But who has... And I have that in a safety deposit box. Okay. So that was my thing is like I had on a attorney who does um, estate planning and we talked about wills and everything like that. So is that something that you would like suggest that people need to have like a password or something or like someone like to have... And I'm so, you know, I'm so about that. Like I'm, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a uh, newfound dad. I've got a 14 and a half son. So estate planning and, and, and all of that is Mm -hmm. is most certainly very, very, you know, top of my mind, right? Yeah. Very high priority. And so when I was speaking with one of my attorneys about this, um, that's something that I absolutely included was that, you know, if, if anything were to happen to me, I want to make sure. And so it's a little bit more proactive of you as the individual, right? Yeah. Like if you, if you're, if you're already talking to estate planners and, you know, living wills as well, then you're probably going to 
ask those those common yeah. questions. But for those that that haven't thought about that, that's a great question you asked. Um, is that yeah, you don't want to lose that because, I mean, if you, um, I, I've got a, a sadly a, a handful of horror stories that uh, oh, of, yeah. of individuals you know losing losing uh, their their Bitcoin. You know, there's some operators out there, ATM-wise, that that offer what's called paper wallets. It's just a receipt with the okay. QR code on it. Well, that receipt is is from uh, the heat, you know, the heat. Uh, there's no ink on receipts, right? Anyway. Yeah. So, it's, so um, they've left that receipt in their Stop. in their pants, put it in a washing machine. Oh, no. And just and washed it, everything and the, away. And then and they you lose it forever. There's no way of getting it back. So, but then also whenever you're talking about, you said cold storage is what you call that little card. Yeah. So, but like, let's say that card disappears. Well, I mean, it's a physical device. I mean, no, if, I, if, like, I, if say, I lose that, that's like yeah. I lost my wallet too. But the wallet, uh, that, that uh, another if good someone, question. If like, say your son, like in this instance is like, say he's older and he had your ID for it. Yeah. Then would he be able to access? No, um, uh, it, it, it goes in tandem with, with their wallet app as well on my phone. Okay. So, so the app is where really I can you know, I can, I can add to, I can transfer out of, um, the, the cold storage unit itself is, is where it's kind of storing the, mm-hmm. you know, th- those, again, those complex mathematical algorithm, yeah. uh, transactions, that's where it's holding it. And so, uh, you, you need both, but if you lose one or lose the other, I mean, you know, uh, I've lost, I've, lost, I've, I've, I've had an iPhone damaged before and I lost everything. But if I, you know, when I got a new one and I synced everything from my iTunes cloud, mm-hmm. you know, did I lose like my, my, my banking app, right? Did I, yeah. lo- did I lose all my money in my banking yeah, app? No. no, of course not. So the cloud is the wildest thing. Exa- I know that's crazy. Um, it, it really is. It's fascinating. And it's only, go- it's only growing as far yeah. as, as far as its capabilities in, in tech stack. Um, but so it's the same kind of concept. But in you know the doom and gloom kind of a, a, okay. a situation, if you will, to have that 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 cold storage that that, yeah. that that hardware wallet, you know that could be you know that's my brick of gold, if you will. Yeah, because right? like some people want like a tangible thing, which yeah. obviously what we're talking about is not. Yeah. So that's my whole thing is like thinking about the people that are like, well, I'd feel better if I had like also a backup. You know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And that and that's what they do. So there's a lot of safety protocols as far as that goes. And and for anybody that wants to buy, uh, you know, bottom line is is I would say always have a backup. Um, never store your funds on an exchange. If you want to buy them on an exchange to to maybe get a better rate than than what, you know, you could do, say, with with even coin source. Yeah. Uh do it. But take it off the exchange as soon as those those uh, that transaction is confirmed on the on the blockchain. As soon, okay. as, as soon as that transaction is confirmed and you have an opportunity to, you know, spend a hundred bucks. There's tons of great wallets out there, hardware wallets. Um, uh, Trezor is one, Ledger is one, Securex, the one that I use is a great one. Um, you know, they're about I don't know, they range from fifty, I'd guess nowadays to a couple hundred bucks. And you know, it, it's an investment into protecting something that could be worth you know, an amazing amount of money before the show started, we were joking around, uh, to know where, you know, everyone wants to say, well, it's volatile. I don't trust Bitcoin. Yeah. Well, uh, Bitcoin is factually the highest growing and grossing investment in the past decade. And not just the decade, but of of all time, from anything financially related, it's the fastest growing asset 
in the history of mankind. Hmm. And for an example, at the very beginning, very, very early days, or Laszlo, <laughs> guy by the name of Laszlo, I, I, I struggle to pronounce his last name, like hyenases, I want to say, he bought a pizza. Yes, 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 um, say this. Uh, with Bitcoin, 10,000 Bitcoin. He bought one pizza. So what what was like 10,000 Bitcoin worth back then? Oh, when it started, it was, uh, you know, fractions of a penny. Yeah. And so, you know, there, there were times that, you know, if you bought about... If you bought Bitcoin about 12, 11, 12 years ago, you bought $100 worth of Bitcoin 11, 12 years ago, it'd be roughly, I mean, you know, don't, if, if you want to correct my, my numbers, approximately $100 worth of Bitcoin back then would be easily $100 million now. Yeah. $100 million. That's so crazy to think about. Yeah, exactly. So this, this poor guy just was hungry, just mm-hmm. wanted, wanted, a, wanted a dang pizza. And so he, 10,000 Bitcoin, got a pizza. There's a Twitter page that's called Bitcoin Pizza, and you can follow in live time. Uh, poor guy. I mean, like, they, they, somebody created this page pretty much just to, like, just to, to knock just, like, him, you know? Him. Exactly. Um, today, I just checked it. Today's uh, current value of that Bitcoin pizza is $188 million. Oh my God. So, you know, it, it, is it something that's worth, as, uh, you know, using as a store of value? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look at, you know, look at the greats, look at the OG great, you know, uh, uh, traditional investors, you know, look at Warren Buffett. Warren Buffett has always said, and, 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 and his numbers back it up, right? That if you want to buy into something and invest into something and you're looking for the quick buck, like, it's just like, this game isn't for you. Yeah. Like there's no get rich quick. And I know at the end of 2017 into 2018, that was huge. I was, uh, when I was living on 7th Street at the time still, I had tons of people mm-hmm. say like, hey, what do you think about, you know, Tron or Cardano or Monero and all these, all these altcoins that I've never even heard of. And, yeah. I, and, I, and I work in the industry. Yeah. Um, so I advise everybody like, I, I don't know it. What's it, what's it, what's its utility? You know, yeah. what's, what's its white paper? What's it, what's it, what is it supposedly going to be used for? Yeah. No one had the answers, but they're like, no, but I bought a thousand shares of it. You know, they called them shares. I bought a yeah. thousand, you know, I bought a thousand coins of it. And they couldn't even tell me what they were buying. It was yeah. crazy. And then of course the market did a correction. Some people call it a crash, uh, did a correction at the end of 2017 and 18. And it kind of put a lot of people in check with that. So that's why I'm very bullish on Bitcoin. Yeah. Is because I feel like it's the, it's, it's, it's the OG, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's. It's like a standard. You can't replicate yeah. it. There's 21 million of them, period. Never will be more. And, and that's worth something. So um, don't be Laszlo and buy a pizza with it. Yeah. But then also, this is something that we brought up also because obviously I'm stupid and I have no idea about any of this stuff. But I was asking initially, like, so does one Bitcoin equal like a dollar? But the whole thing is you can buy like fractions of a Bitcoin. See, so, so, so you did some due diligence then, yeah, yeah because um, uh, the Winklevi brothers themselves have had to repeatedly say that at events, you know, there's a Bitcoin Miami event every year. And um, just, just last year's event alone, they, they had to say like, hey guys, just so you know, you can buy a fraction of a Bitcoin. So you don't have to buy a single, you know, yeah. a, a, a whole Bitcoin. Because no, it's not. At one point in time, it was dollar for dollar. Yeah. Um, and boy, would have been nice to buy then. <laughs> um, you know, at its peak at the beginning of 2022 is in the sixty thousand range. Right now, I think it's hovering. I could check, but I don't want to waste the time. Um, around eighteen thousand right now okay. per Bitcoin. 
Because it does fluctuate. Yeah, of course. But yeah. I mean, so does the stock market. But that's market, the whole thing right? of with like supply and demand. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 so does the market. I mean, what were what were Tesla's shares yesterday versus yeah. what they are today, and what were Tesla's shares at opening bell versus what they're going to be at closing? Exactly. Bell? So it's the same kind of you know the way I, uh, the way I try to explain it to people that want to get into it, that are 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 truly interested in wanting to get into it is, you know, zoom out the lens a little bit, you know, take a look at what it was worth at the very beginning. See where it's at now, including the highs and the lows. But, mm-hmm. it, but when you zoom out the lens, you're going to see that it has been on an upward trajectory, just like the traditional stock market. Yeah. So, you know, what I've bought into is something that I, I, I pretend it doesn't even exist. I've got my safety protocols in place. You know, I've got the cold storage wallet. I've got passwords and safety deposit box. But I'm not, I, don't, I don't care what the price is today. I don't care yeah. what the price is tomorrow. I don't care what the price is five years from now. This is a 10-year plus. This could be something that, you know, when my son is So this is, is definitely is more like an college, investment in, in the, a the, sense. The way that I'm using it, yes. Yes. You know, if I were one of those uh, unbanked, underbanked individuals, which yeah. a third of the world's population is, you know, they are using it for goods and services every day. Yeah. Maybe there's somebody that bought in very early and they're in other financial hard times now cash-wise, but... They've got children, and there's universities now that are accepting it for tuition, like I was saying. Maybe that's an opportunity for them to where they don't have to go through that bank intermediary, deal with the tax man, yep. but yet they're, they're breaking no laws, they're breaking no rules, yeah. and they're sending their children off to college with their profits they made from Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a great—what a Cinderella story that is. I mean, is. honestly, the tax aspect alone makes it very, like— attractive. Yeah. And that's what a lot of people have always been concerned with, with coin sources that, you know, since we ID verify, they think that the first thing we're doing is speed dialing the IRS, which is not, <laughs> no. which is not the case at all. <laughs> not it. Yeah. Um, thank God I don't even know that phone number, um, nor would I want to. No. But uh, no, it's, 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 you know, look, when, when traditional banks are asked and tasked with banking businesses, they get audited, right? And the auditors ask them, well, who's your highest risk customer? So think about our industry, especially the very beginning days. I think we talked to about 165 banks before we got a bank. And now we've got vaults in all 50 states, which is pretty cool. And we were the only operator in New York City. uh, Well, New York State, I should say. But of course, City is the mecca of financial. But we're the only operator in the world that even is legally allowed to have these things in New York. We, We needed something called the bit license to make that done. And uh, and we got that. We we're the very first uh, operator to get that. So really, really special there. Um, huge shout out to our compliance team and 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 to Sheffield, our leader, as far as uh, his vision, as far as being very compliance centric. But think about those audits to that bank, and they say like, "Oh, so you wait a minute, so you have a Bitcoin ATM customer? Like that, that's a Bitcoin ATM business? Yeah." And strangers come up to these kiosks with cash and buy crypto. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, where does the cash come from? Oh, we don't know. Well, yeah. who, well, who are the people that are putting the cash in? Oh, we don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a money launderer's dream, right? So, and sadly, there are operators that charge traditional money laundering mm-hmm. rates. I've seen I've seen Bitcoin ATMs with 26, 28% fees. Oh, wow. I mean, just crazy. But if you're a nefarious actor, that's 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 worth losing that much money yeah. to to cleanly launder money. Mhm. So we've been embracing regulation and compliance, of course, because I hate that. That gives the industry yeah. such a bad, a bad name and a bad But like a bad to rep. an extent. Yeah, but with us, so yeah, you're probably not going to be doing that because you know that we know that we know who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, that, yeah. and, and so um, 
it's it's been it's been a it's been a fun journey. Um, I'm excited to see what what 2023 is going to do. Um, I'm uh, I, I look forward to hopefully being invited on your show again yeah. because I've got uh, something really big in the making right now as Ooh. far as kind of a, a, as far as a next step that okay. that will be uh, outside of Coin Source and and it's been one heck of a one heck of a ride. But I hope that I've answered you know some questions as far as like you know what is bitcoin yes. is is it worth is it worth maybe investing in is it worth you know trying out you know what are the safety protocols what should, what are the red flags what should i look out for things yeah. like that so yeah i think it's this has been very good because i i mean i feel like i learned more than my little google search on uh bitcoin for dummies so i think that that made me very happy i appreciate but that the only other thing i would say too is like obviously i want to give a shout out to like coinsource and so NDFW, are there these ATMs? Yes. Um, I mean, we've got in Fort Worth. Are there some in Fort Worth? In Fort Worth alone, we've got, oh gosh, um, Fort Worth proper. We probably have about a half dozen of them. Um, Is there like, what would be like one in this area? Or like what would be a close one in this area? We've got a close one at uh, what is it, ten ninety nine and University. There's a uh, okay. there's a gas station right there. Uh, it's not too far down from where we're recording right now. Um, there's one there. Um, uh, the best thing I would say is, is, you know, you could either a go to coinsource.net and, and we've got an interactive map and you can find location that's closest to you, yeah. you know, uh, or there's a really cool website called coinatmradar.com that shows globally. Oh, wow. Every single Bitcoin ATM out there. Okay. And, you know, that one's great because they kind of disclose, you know, does this one have higher fees? Does this one... So then everyone can you know, see that you're not just on here bullshitting also. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So, uh, which I try not to, um, uh, <laughs> as, as good as I can, but, hey, uh, same. Yeah, but no, the, the optics are there and, 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 you know, the sort, the, the solutions are there, the resources are there, you know, if anybody's any questions, obviously reach out to our support. Um, but, uh, again, I'm really excited about, you know, with the kind of growth that the industry and, and just the, the technology is done, uh, to be venturing out and kind of doing, uh, something pretty unique here in 2023 here soon. So, yeah. so stay tuned, everyone. Well, I'm excited. Thank you. I was like, this has been awesome. But then we'll definitely, can you give me a heads up of when your other thing is like uh, we're looking, on the we're, we're, rise? We're maybe at most just a couple months away. Ooh, okay. So then we'll definitely have you back on. So then people, hopefully, if anyone has questions, they can have written in by then. Hopefully, maybe you can answer those, and then you can also tell us more. I'd love that. Yeah, no, so. I, I fully embrace uh, again that open book, that transparency. You know, uh, bring on, bring on the questions. Uh, I'd love to answer anything uh, that, that 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 comes in, and and uh, definitely look forward to the next time. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate Thanks it. Thanks for having this me. This is awesome. Yeah, I've been excited. Um. Well, y'all make sure to check out CoinSource and make sure that, as always, you write in your questions, comments, concerns, and until next time, cheers. <laughs>